Welcome to the Exam Study Expert Podcast, helping you ace your exams at school and university through the psychology of high performance and the science of studying smarter, not harder. It's my pleasure to introduce your host, the Cambridge-trained memory psychologist and exam success coach, William Wadsworth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 50th anniversary episode of the Exam Study Expert podcast. Uh, If you're a regular listener, thank you so much for all you do to support the podcast. If you're new here, then welcome. I hope you'll really enjoy today's episode. I've decided to celebrate hitting 50 episodes by summarising very quickly my 50 favourite study tips. Some will be a reminder of things you've heard before, some will be new. There have been no detailed strategies today, just pure tips, hints, hacks, workarounds, quick stuff, quick tips that you can apply instantly, right away, as soon as you finish listening to this podcast, to level up your study game and get bigger results in less time. It's going to be a fast-paced episode today, so hang on tight, start the stopwatch, and I'll see you on the other side. Here are the 50 favourite study tips. The first section is Mindset Mastery. Tip one. Motivation starts with why, so make sure you've got the answer to this clear before you do anything else. What is this subject designed to teach you? Think beyond the obvious and challenge yourself to come up with 10 reasons. Tip two, remember that everything you want is just outside your comfort zone, otherwise you'd have it already. Tip three, have alternative ways to win the day. So if you had a bad day on your dissertation or with your revision, you can make up for it by a personal best on your run or in the gym. Tip four, once you start making progress, track it to feed yet more motivation. Guys, I'm 30 years old and I still have a gold star chart on the wall to track weekly actions and long-term milestones to grow exam study expert. This stuff is simple, but it works. Tip five, play the yet game. Never say that you can't do something, only that you can't do it yet. Never that you're not good at something, only that you're not good at it yet. Tip six, if you're feeling stressed out and overwhelmed by a single-minded long-term goal, add in a plan B. What's your alternative? Put mental effort and research time into finding reasons to be excited about it. Shoot for the moon, by all means, but by having a viable plan B in mind takes the pressure off and can actually make it more likely that you land the plan A goal just because you're less anxious and less burned out. Second section is time management and study routine. Tip seven. If it takes less than five minutes, just do it right away rather than making a plan to do it later. Tip eight. If you never know where the time goes, then track it. Record how much time you spend each day, each hour, each 10-minute chunk of time on different activities. You might just be in for a few surprises about what's taking up all that time each day. Tip nine. If you're procrastinating on a big project, break it down into milestones. If you're procrastinating on a milestone, break it down further into an inch pebble. Tiny goals that give you the momentum to do more and carry on. Read one page, one paper, Write two sentences, come up with your heading structure. Tip 10. If you're spending a lot of time in one place, especially if that's just one room, then use every trick in the book to compartmentalise your life. By time, by space, even by the clothes you wear. By time, have a timetable. Know when it's time to work, when it's time to rest. By space, have different spaces within the room for working, resting, working out and sleeping. As I say, even if it's just different corners of the same room. Even compartmentalise by the clothes you wear. Change your outfit when it's time to mark the transition from work time to relaxation time. Tip 11. Start the day by eating a frog and you'll know that's the worst thing that can happen to you all day. 
If you get your most aversive task done first, preferably by 11am, then you'll have more momentum and energy to carry you through the day. Tip 12. Have a guilt-free stopping time for the night and stick to it. Tip 13. Remember that time you enjoy wasting is not time wasted. Tip 14. Anything you want to achieve each day, make sure it's on the calendar. And that includes time to look after yourself in addition to academic activities. Do you have time blocked out for exercise? If not, do it now. Tip 15. Never knowingly embark on a plan for the day, knowing that it's very likely that you'll fail it. If there's too much in the calendar or on the to-do list, make the hard choices now about what you want to cut, scale back or push back to another day so that you stand a fighting chance of delivering on your intentions. Tip 16. If you miss out on your supposedly achievable goals three days in a row, then they are not achievable goals for you yet. Make them smaller. You can always build them back up as your stamina grows. The third section is all about focus and concentration. Tip 17. A distracted brain is a sick brain. Stop multitasking with technology. Turn the phone off and put other distractions away and out of sight. Tip 18. If you must keep the laptop on when you're studying, then log out of Netflix, social media and anything else distracting and use impossible to remember passwords written down on a piece of paper and storing that paper as far away from your study desk as possible. Tip 19. If you can't focus, change your environment. Go to a library if you can. And if that's physically not an option for you, then the next best thing is perhaps the Sounds of the Bodleian, uh, which you can Google and you'll get the soundscape of the Bodleian Library at the University of Oxford. Allow that library soundscape to transport you away to a world of intense library concentration. Tip 20. If your brain's buzzing with thoughts while you're studying, then keep a distractions list. Write all that stuff down, get it out of your head and allow your mind to clear so you can focus on the task at hand. Same tip applies, by the way, if you're struggling to fall asleep because of all the stuff going around your head. Have a little list by your bed, write all that stuff down, worry about it later. Tip 21. If your attention is weak, try meditating. It's like a workout for concentration, helping you focus harder and for longer. Tip 22. If you struggle to remember to stay hydrated, then start the day with a generous glass or bottle of water, which you've poured the evening before, and then refill it and keep it by your study desk throughout the day. You'll habitually start swinging from it and you'll be much more hydrated and your cognitive performance will improve. Tip 23. Remember to take regular breaks, at least a few minutes off every hour, at least a couple of hours off each day. Tip 24. If the only thing you have energy for is TV or playing on your phone, ask yourself whether you're getting enough sleep. Section number four is all about learning and memory, how we can learn faster and remember more. Tip 25. Remember that testing yourself isn't just about checking whether you know something or not. Testing is actually when the learning happens. It's called retrieval practice. Tip 26. Don't confuse being familiar with something with actually knowing it. Just because something looks familiar when you read it doesn't mean you can actually reproduce it from memory. Tip 27. When it comes to your study materials, make them fast, train with them slow. In other words, don't spend ages making them beautiful. Leave the time to actually study with them, to train with them, to do retrieval practice. Test yourself on what you know. Tip 28. Feel the burn when you learn. The most effective retrieval practice is when it feels challenging to remember the information. Leave longer gaps of time before retesting yourself if the material feels too easy to remember. Related to this, tip 29. 
don't make the mistake of reading through your notes as a refresher just before doing retrieval practice of any kind. The best retrieval practice should feel hard. That means coming into it cold without having had a refresher in the minutes immediately beforehand. Tip 31. If you're using flashcards, do remember that the whole point is to test yourself on the information on the back, based on a question or a keyword on the front. So make sure you're not putting so much on the back that you can't remember it all in one go. Tip 32. If you're spending a lot of time making notes, then switch them to Q&A ultranotes. Split your page down the middle, put questions down the left-hand side and answers down the right-hand side. Then you can cover up the right-hand side and test yourself on the questions. Beautiful retrieval practice. Tip 33. For practice papers, do the practice in two stages. Stage one, test yourself with your notes and books closed. Stage two, check what you got right. Tip 34. Pay attention to your mistakes, learn from them, and prioritise revisiting them. Tip 35. Going hand in hand with that, do also remember that getting something right once doesn't mean you'll get it right forever. You do still need to test yourself on it on a different day. Tip 36. If you must do rereading, adding highlighting will give you a slight benefit over just reading uh, without highlighting, but for a much bigger benefit, then pre-test yourself on the topic by scribbling down whatever you can remember about it on a blank sheet of paper before you do the reading, even if it's only a tiny proportion of the overall content. Tip 37. Use interleaving. For math or maths type problems, add extra challenge by jumbling up your practice. So rather than doing a big block of, say, differentiation, then a big block of, say, integration, mix it up. Switch back and forth between doing a couple of differentiation problems, then a couple of integration problems, and keep switching back and forth between the two types of problem. Works an absolute charm for practicing math or maths, but also in science, practicing science problems, language grammar exercises, even training physical skills. Section 5 is all about essays, assignments and tricky problems. Tip 38. Make sure you're signposting clearly. Tell me what you're going to write about, first, second, third, then point out where you are in the structure as you write about it. Tip 39. Break up the task into more stages. Don't be afraid to be rough or sketchy at first if you're writing a first draft of an essay or dissertation. It's often easier to do a rough first pass and then come back and polish it up later, rather than trying to produce polished final draft prose first time round. Ironically, by breaking it up into more stages, you often get the final result quicker. Tip 40. If you're lost, make a map. Sketch out those big building blocks of the topic, whether you're trying to craft an essay or get your head around a tricky chapter you need to learn for an exam. Tip 41. If you're getting stuck, take a walk, preferably in nature. It's great for creativity and problem solving and lets you return with fresh eyes and fresh energy. Tip 42. Good ideas often come to us when we least expect them, not least when we're out for a walk. Capture them in the moment. The Notes app on your phone is often a good place to go if you're out and about. And I even know people that have waterproof notebooks in their shower for when mid-shower inspiration strikes. Tip 43. If you don't understand the component parts, you'll have no chance at understanding the whole. So pause on anything you're trying to do and spend time zooming in on those little details that you don't properly understand. That could mean going away and looking up definitions, terminology, or better still, taking a moment to memorise those key component parts. Then when you go back to the whole, it all should make a lot more sense. Tip 44. If you're still struggling to make sense of something, then try a different explanation. Places like YouTube and Khan Academy are great places to go for alternative explainer videos. 
the sixth and final section I've got for you is on exam performance. Tip 45. Take a vaccine against exam day nerves by taking mocks under timed conditions to get used to performing under pressure. Tip 46. If your paper includes long written answers or essays, then do be generous in the time you allocate to the planning stage. Spending at least a quarter of your time just planning your response could be a fantastic investment of time. Try it doing it that way and see the difference it makes. Tip 47. Don't be afraid to use cheat sheets. And by this, I don't mean bringing cheat sheets into the exam. That's cheating and will land you in massive trouble. I mean cheat sheets in the legal sense of spending, a first, of spending the first few minutes of the exam writing out any mission-critical information you'll need throughout the paper, e.g. key formulas you might need to know for maths or science, or tables of grammar for languages. Tip 48. Know that when we read, our eyes don't focus on every word. They move in little jumps called saccades. So don't let a combination of stress and your eye's natural saccadic movements let you skip over keywords in a question. Make sure you're reading the exam paper with a pen in hand, underlining keywords and commands in the question. If you're taking a paper on the computer, then can you use your mouse at least to mouse over and highlight, uh, even just temporarily, um, those keywords in the question as well? Tip 49. Don't fly blind. Have a clear game plan for how you'll spend your time in the exam. How long are you going to allocate to each section? Tip 50. The order of the exam paper is not necessarily the best order for you to tackle it. Be strategic. Don't be afraid to go in a different order to the one written out in the paper. Include details like this in your exam paper game plan. And bonus tip 51, uh, for many more strategies along these lines to score maximum marks on exam day, you might like to check out my book on the subject, which is called Outsmart Your Exams, if you haven't done so already. Well, I made that 13 minutes, six seconds. <laughs> I did tell you it would be a whistle-stop tour, and I hope, you, uh, I hope you found some new ideas in there for you. But for today, that wraps up our 50th anniversary special episode. Thank you so much for being with us through the first 50 episodes of the show. We're not going anywhere. There's lots more to come. Genuinely, I really do wish you every success in your studies. Thanks for listening.